Hey Jeepers, on this week's Jeep Talk Show, Jeep is celebrating a big birthday and Moab is getting some financial help to help keep trails open. And later on Wrangler Talk, I share some big news. From stock to wheeler, our virtual Jeep build gets some new wheels and we'll be talking about Molly's storage solutions for your rig. Cody's back from TrailChasers.net with an all-new Grand Adventure. I'll be going over a different option for lighting up your engine bay, and we'll find out about some upcoming off-road events. All that and more on episode 223 of the Jeep Talk Show. LT Wright knives are handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland-specific. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee and is designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Find out more online at ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T knives.com. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. First week in G. There's a plague that is crossing this land, uh, and it's irresponsible wheelers and environmental activists who don't have two brain cells to rub together enough to realize that the rest of us are actually trying to establish a stewardship with the land we wheel on in order to preserve it for future use. And of course, there are bad apples in every bunch. Not a lot we can do about that, folks. Well, because of it, trails and off-road parks everywhere are at risk of closing down, or at least getting shut down. The only way to save our beloved wheeling and recreation areas is to be proactive, and that's exactly what JP Magazine has done for the Red Rock four-wheelers in Moab, Utah. The inaugural JP Dirt and Drive event concluded in Moab just in time for the 50th annual Easter Jeep Safari, and a portion of the the participants' entry fee was donated to the MUD, or Multiple Use Defense Fund. The MUD Fund helps pay for the defense of our trails and access rights, which help to keep the trails open around Moab. During the construction of the Vendor Expo, JP Magazine editor Rick Payway presented a $5,000 check to the Red Rock Four-Wheelers President Bob Humphreys on the raffle stage. It was both an emotional and a momentous occasion. With this donation, it is hoped that a precedent has been set for other companies to do the same in an effort to save our trails. A personal story, folks. Each year, many chapters of the North American XJ Association raise funds through various methods to help make a yearly donation to the corporate offices of the organization, which the corporate op- offices match every year. The donation go to various land use advocation groups and those off-road areas that need help the most. If any of you out there are serious about keeping our wheeling spots open, then please reach out to your local Jeep clubs and off-road retailers about how you can help. If you'd like more information on helping keeping our trails open, please visit treadlightly.org. They've got a lot of great resources over there. Well, happy birthday, Jeep. Today is certainly cause for celebration. Not only is it National Beer Day, here, here. But on this day, 75 years ago, the Jeep was patented on April 7th, 1941. The actual production of the first American Jeep was a joint effort with American Bantam creating the winning design and receiving the patent. But their engine didn't have quite enough kick, so the U.S. military insisted that Willie Overland's engine design had to go into the Jeep for Bantam to keep their military contract. From there, Ford had to step in to make sure enough Jeeps were being made to ship off to World War II. Since then, well, it's pretty much the rest is history. The Jeep has been a classic part of America's off-road vehicle collection, and we couldn't all be more proud. Happy birthday, Jeep. 
Big thanks to all of you out there who continue to help out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you guys think you have something that we should be reporting on or you got a response to any one of our stories, please send me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. You know, you misspelled birthday here in the show notes. Yeah, I was, that was on purpose. <laughs> little, little, little Ebonics there or something for you. Birthday. Birth. Birthday. Birthday. Yeah, well, uh, and I did manage to get that uh, that big fat check. You know, uh, the one you were talking about, the $5,000 check that you were talking about? in the, Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did manage to get that image in there. And oh, good. I, I, always, I thought you got a big fat check, and I was like, hey, hey where's like, mine? Well, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like to brag. But anyway, uh, so I always want to get wanted to get one of those things, not only for the money, but just to show up at the bank. And walking that thing oh, in. Oh, yeah. Right? Somebody holding the door. Thank you. Thank but you. But I got. <laughs> <laughs> where exactly where do I endorse this, ma'am? You know, that uh-huh. type of thing. We got so, a paintbrush. <laughs> so I wonder what they do with those things. You know, I mean, cause you can't, I mean, you can technically cash them, but I'm sure they give I you a real so, check. Yeah. I, I believe they give you a real check, so then they sure. take that one. But it's it, just the idea of seeing somebody walk in. That We all should be paid by check, and, and they all are, you know, like four by eight sheets of plywood foot. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it really cut down on the check fraud in this country <laughs> so anyway as i always say that's enough of that you're listening to jeep talk show the number one jeep podcast at my mom's house what's up guys i'm kobe and i'm jason from morgan trail off road you're listening to jeep talk show Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story, a story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show, and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. Coming up in a little bit on Wrangler Talk, my Rubicon just isn't cutting it, so it's time for some extreme measures. You need to clear your throat, young lady. That that, that <clears throat> voice is deep. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> now, many of you have been following along. We've been trying to uh, give you our virtual Jeep build, a virtual Jeep Cherokee build. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Cherokee because that's what I have. That's what I know the best. Uh, we do have a, a Jeep Wrangler as well, but uh, the, uh, the, the majority of the modifications I've been making is uh, to the, the Jeep that I drive most of the time. Anyway, this, uh, this week it's beadlocks. Uh, what are they and do you need them? Well, hell yes. I, <laughs> I would say with a resounding, of course you need it. It's a Jeep thing. Uh, of course, you can put beadlocks on other things. Well, what the hell are beadlocks? Is it something your hillbilly mama locks up at night? Well, if you've ever purchased a set of these beads, you might be tempted to lock them up at night because they're pricey. You've heard where the rubber meets the road. Well, bead is where the rubber meets the metal, specifically where the tire meets the wheel. It's a seal between the tire and the wheel and holds the air in the tire. Uh, Did you know given enough horsepower and torque, you can literally spin the wheel inside the tire? Well, even though your XJ isn't a horsepower monster, the right gearing tied to lower tire pressure can cause your wheel to spin inside the tire and break that bead, letting some or all of the air out of the tire. You could even damage the tire in the process. I think most of the time you just lose the air and you got to put that back on there. And you've seen some colorful videos where they spray some accelerant into the tire and then light it and it pops into, into place and uh, seals that bead. 
Uh, don't try this at home, at least not if you have any facial, facial hair. Bead locks uh, help stop this uh, breaking of the bead. Uh, using a metal ring to <laughs> and a bazillion bolts and washers to the outside of the tire and literally sandwiched between the wheel and this metal ring. A bead lock uh, wheel locks the tire to the wheel. No matter how low air pressure, no matter how much horsepower or torque, at least one side of that tire is going to stay attached to the wheel. One side, you may ask? Now, this is correct. The inside of the wheel still uses the same bead as before. And that's kind of the downside to the uh, uh, what I call external uh, visible bead locks. Bead locks are expensive, and as far as I know, none are DOT approved. That means they're not legal to use on the road. Seriously, no legal bead locks? Well, what if I told you there were legal bead locks, and you could use them on the road, uh, but they and they locked on both sides of the tire to the wheel? That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yep, it does exist. But they are internal bead locks. If you remember your bicycle days and use uh, the use of an inner tube inside your bike's tire, well, that's how these Ston bead locks work. It's fancy, heavy-duty inner tube. You can get a set of these, a uh, set of four of these, 15-inch wheel for 15-inch wheels, 17, 10 inches wide, for only $757.99 from four-wheel parts. No, that's not tires. That's just the tubes that go in them. The other great part of this, you're the only one that knows they're there because <laughs> they're inside the tire. Where bead locks, you can see that big ring and all those little bolts and washers, and it just looks fancy and pretty, and oh, just want to touch it and got to have it, got to have it. But not with the internals. Internals are for true off-roaders that uh, are more concerned about getting from point A to point B off-road than how good it looks. Come on, Jeepers, we all like showing off, but this is like that SYE we talked about. Important to have... But with the right pair of eyes, someone can see the SYE. They're not going to see the beadlock. Well, do you need beadlocks? Well, have you ever popped a bead? Where you drive and how you drive, how much air you let of your tires will determine this. I believe you can successfully wheel without ever needing a set of beadlocks. But it's important that you don't. But if it's important that you don't have to stop for repair, then this certainly would fit the bill. Tammy, Josh, what do you think? Do you need beadlocks? Well, there's been a couple of times that uh, I've I've seen some some beads br- bust on the trail, and it's relatively easy fix, especially if you got people out there with something flammable or somebody with an air compressor or something like that. You know, there it can go a lot farther into damage, like you said earlier. Um, I've really been a very strong proponent for the 15 by 8 wheel on a you know 12 by uh, or a 15 uh, yeah 15 by 8 wheel with a uh, a 12 by 10, a 10 and a half um, a tire on it. With with those dimensions, that bead grabs that wheel extremely hard. And I've aired my wheels, I, I aired my tires down to five pounds and I think maybe even give or take a pound. So I was, you know, might have even been down in the four or three uh, pound range. Show I mean, off. basically almost <laughs> sitting on the wheel. So, you know, and, and, and I wheel pretty hard. I wheel on some pretty extreme terrain. So, you know, and I've, I haven't personally popped a bead with that setup before. Uh, and a lot of the guys I wheel with run the same kind of setup. They're all pretty good too. So a lot of it does depend on kind of where you're wheeling and what kind of, you know, skinny pedal habits you have. Um, but uh, bead locks, man, they do have a sexy factor. The internal ones are nice. They definitely give you some peace of mind. And I've heard of some guys using PVC drainage ditch pipe um, inside the wheels as a run flat option, uh, basically <laughs> dropping wow. down the uh, the pre- this this mind you guys this is for 
trail only yeah. vehicles. There's no way you could drive on the freeway with this stuff. But uh, nonetheless, these do work as true run flats. And there's a version of these that the H1 Hummers run as a tactical run flat, which is a little bit more of a ballistic PVC, uh, but it's essentially the same kind of an insert. That'd be fun. I wouldn't mind having that. But then again, changing the tires every time I was getting ready to touch oh, tires and wheels. Les Schwab would hate you. <laughs> Close the door, see you coming. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Tammy? Uh, bead locks for your, for your rig or not? No, probably not. I just don't think I... I don't think I would air down that low, and I just don't think I would wheel that hard where I would. But you know what? Knock on wood. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it'd be fun to have them. I'd like to uh, like the they, idea of, you know. They look cool. Well, the, the, the ones with the ring on the outside do. And right. I, I see in the chat room that somebody says uh, Ford actually makes a beadlock that is DOT approved. That would be, be news to me. I thought that the problem with uh, the uh, the external beadlocks was all those bolts and nuts that you have to uh, um, tighten up because they loosen up as you drive them. They can. And uh, if you don't keep up with it, that whole ring can come off, and that would be a lot of fun at 70 miles an hour. Oh, um, yeah, the tire would go flat, but that ring would be a nice little Frisbee. Uh, it would uh, take off <laughs> like a bat out of hell. So, um, yeah, well, we'll look into that. Thank you for that information. If you don't know what I'm talking about, our chat room, we uh, broadcast uh, the recording of this show every week live at jeeptalkshow.com. And uh, it's a, a live streaming audio and video feed via YouTube Live. Alrighty, so uh, let's uh, roll over to our reviews. Well, there is no higher compliment, or so says Gary Perkins at G Perkins 007 no, at actually, Jeep Talk Show. Actually, I have I, actually, I said there's no higher compliment because of this tweet that he gave us. Oh, well, now. That, that changes it for you, doesn't it? That does change everything. Well, <laughs> screw you, Gary. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he does say, however, at Jeep Talk Show, I have an idea for a segment that I'd like to contribute. Can I massage you to explain? <laughs> oh, wait. Absolutely. I think I might have re- I might have read that wrong. Oh, <laughs> you know, Al Gore is a big listener to this show and he just got really excited. <laughs> Somebody got their hopes up or something anyways. Yeah. So, uh, Gary reached out to us on the Twitter and uh, wanted to be a uh, segment contributor. And that's why I say there is no higher compliment to want to be a part of this show. Absolutely. Yeah. And we encourage anybody who's, uh, who's got an idea for the show to reach out to us and, uh, and see if we've got a spot for you. We've always say we've got an extra seat open. And segment producers are always welcome. So if you guys have something you think that uh, you can contribute to the show, by all means, reach out to us. I've, the easiest way, info at jeeptalkshow.com. Absolutely. We'll take it any way we can get it, though. So Twitter was fine. So yeah, this, this context is The away. Twitter. The Twitter. Hey, folks. And now something we look forward to each and every week. And that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And, uh, I want to welcome Nate to the his to the group. I enjoyed his uh, segment on Wranglers. And I just got a question for him: Does uh, his Jeep have lockers on it or not? Uh, the reason why I'm asking is um, I'm very interested in his uh, garage slash basement setup, and I thought I'd give it a try. But uh, I just can't get it back up the steps. It just, it just won't do it. I'm wondering if it's because he has lockers and I don't. 
Hi, guys uh, and girls. I will chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Well, you know, any extreme Wrangler owner has to have lockers, right, Tammy? Of course. <laughs> the really extreme ones have just the button that you push. Well, they all have a button. Well, I guess they could have a lever because uh, they do have the, the mechanical lockers. So but anyway, um, yeah, we appreciate that. And I don't know if you guys noticed the birds chirping. So that meant yes. Nikki G was outside during the day. And in the public, which I I thought there was a res- just a general restraining order where he could not be outside during the daylight. <laughs> general restraining order against the general public. The general <laughs> public, exactly. <laughs> cannot come within 500 feet of the general public. Of a public. living person. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing but love, Nikki G. Nothing but love. Yeah, well, you're going to have a little fun at some of his expense, right? <laughs> Yeah, we're just a bunch of bullies. We pick on people who can't defend themselves. Oh, right? exactly. Oh. <laughs> she's she's thinking back to the Henway joke. <laughs> shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. Well, folks, I finally did it. I went and got my oil changed. What? day was it tuesday and i was at adam's jeep where i bought my rubicon and you know they have the extreme motorsports shop and i just salivate every time i go up there because they pre-lift jeeps and they have like the sledgehammer jeep and the moab jeep and the rock monster jeep and i finally i just said i'm gonna do it so I sat down with Chuck and I bought some things. <gasps> um, yes, I'm so <laughs> excited. Money. I got 35-inch Goodyear Duratrax. And I'm told that oh. these are going to be good in the snow and ice. I hear good things about yes. them. And I, I, they're really can, good on the rocks, which, Josh, didn't you used to have tires like these? I sure did. I actually, uh, that was one of the uh, the first upgrades I did to my Jeep way back in the day. I'm actually holding up a picture for our live uh, viewers, that's my baby Jeep way back in the day, back when it had 31s on it. Uh, and those are the Duratrax. Loved those tires. And Tammy, you will too. Especially in your region, your climate, though, you couldn't have picked a better tire, really. Right. There, you know, there's more wheelbase, so it'll help when I'm at Roush Creek. And, um, and so to go with those 35-inch tires, I'm getting 17-inch steel black rock wheels. Um, I'm told that these are much stronger than aluminum wheels. And, you know, some people commented, oh, you don't, you know, you don't wheel your Jeep that hard. You know, you don't need strong. But I just, all the things that I did, I kept, Josh, you were playing in the back of my head. I guess you're subconscious. Oh, I'm in everybody's head. Subconscious, maybe. I just kept thinking, I'm trying to think ahead because I don't want to have to, you know, go back and redo something. So, you know, maybe someday I'll need those really super strong wheels. But, you know, right now, with the way I was wheeling, I don't. But in the future, I probably will. So, anyway, the guy said, you know, I could beat them with a hammer and do no damage. And the other thing he told me, and this kind of goes back to, and I don't remember our exact conversation when we were talking about um, the Wrangler engines, the 3.8 versus 3.6, because I was concerned about all the weight on my Jeep and he's like with the 2000 I think he said the 2007 and older um, with the new the 3.6 engines they have more horsepower and more torque I have nothing to worry about I could add tons of weight on my Rubicon and I don't need to worry so no worries there 
Um, so I'm on a somewhat of a budget, so I had to be careful with this next purchase. Um, and we looked around at BDS lifts, the metal cloak lifts, and so I decided to go with the metal cloak 3.5 inch true dual rate lift kit, the Rock Sport Edition. And this will allow me to add upgrades down the road as I feel necessary um, for my wheeling. Um, Chuck said I'll be totally happy with this lift right now. Um, and eventually, if I want to get into the heavier wheeling, like the, the video I saw you in, Josh, um, I can just add to this lift. Absolutely. Um, so I'm, like, really excited. Um, so let's see some pictures with it on there and uh, <laughs> tell us how it rides. I when, have when, to When's wait. all this going to happen? <laughs> I have to I mean, wait. This, is, this is exciting news. <laughs> I know, but I, I have to wait. Um, I think... Um, <laughs> One thing I'm waiting for the most is the wheels. I believe they're coming from California, Southern California. So, and then, you know, they got to ship the metal cloak out. And and that's coming so from California, wait. too. What color wait. are the wheels? They're black. I'm sorry, what? Black. AKA how long not could, purple, Tony. <laughs> how, long will they, how long will they be black, Tammy? Uh, I think my son will kill me if I, if I paint them purple. <laughs> Uh, Tammy, quick question for you, though, yep. however. Um, <laughs> did you order center caps with the wheels, or do they come with center caps? Spinners. From, they they sh should come with the center caps. There was a picture of, I posted, I do I have it right here? Yeah, I saw a picture you'd posted of the wheel. Yes. I couldn't remember if that picture had yeah. center caps in it or not. Um, the reason why I'm asking is because oftentimes those center caps are are made out of metal. And um, they could be painted, anodized, powder coated, uh, and a purple center cap in those right, black well, wheels might not be whole, a, a bad. The whole bad wheel touch. needs to be purple, Josh. How dare you? I know. Just dip the whole thing already, would <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> <laughs> what I could do, though, is he said, um, be, I need to really take care of these because they are steel and the, the rust and the yes. salt here. Um, yeah. So when they scratch, when I get home and clean them, I just take a can of, you know, black spray paint, spray it like in a bowl and then take a rag and rub the rag in the spray paint and then wipe that on the wheel and just keep doing that and doing that until the paint fills in the scratch. Um, I would um I would give you some other advice which is going to be a little bit more uh, cosmetically appealing. Uh, and say use model paint and a fine model brush, yeah, both brush. of which will cost you probably less than a can of spray paint, right. aerosol spray paint. And going to be a lot to... Uh, purple. Well, model not purple. Paint. Model, <laughs> model paint, sorry. Uh, uh, model paint and, uh, uh, and a little, little brush, and, and that will definitely be easier to apply, certainly a lot easier to control. Uh, and, uh, and you might even be able to match it up a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I just I'm have to wait like two to three weeks. And that's going to be torture. You'll be counting yes. the minutes on the last couple of days. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> Horrible, but I can't believe this day is here. I'm gonna yeah. cry. That's been a little, it'll been a little while coming. And yeah. uh, Tammy, congratulations! Really, this yes. is going to be a huge next chapter for you and your Jeep. And I really, I can't wait to uh, to to see the facial expressions. And of course, oh, the trip report after your first wheeling adventure with the new kit and, and wheels and tires. It's going to be. A completely different experience and you're going to love every minute of it and i actually do i have tears in my eyes right now 
<laughs> so, so now not only will you uh, figuratively be looking down at people when you're dropping kids off at school, yeah. you'll be literally looking down the, at them as oh. well. <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah, congratulations. Of course, this isn't your your first modification to your uh, to your Jeep. No. You've done a lot of uh, armor upgrades and so on and so forth, but it is a, a very exciting part of a modification to your Jeep. Uh, yeah, and um, I... I'm going to let them do this. I just feel, first of all, I just don't have the tools. I don't have the facility and I don't really have, you know, friends. I don't have friends. I don't have <laughs> friends that could, could help me with this. Plus they're going to do like the speedometer recalibration thing right. to, oh, very to, good to match it up and, and all that stuff that needs to be done. So I can't wait. Well, Excellent. Well, unfortunately, you're going to have to. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. But everything. I have to find other things to do to my Jeep. In the yeah. Meantime. Everything worth waiting for. Uh, I mean, anything worth having is worth waiting for, as they say. I think they're lying bastards, but I digress. So, speaking. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't want to go that direction. Uh, we've got a gr- new grand adventure from Cody, and uh, we're going to play that for you now. Hey, guys. It's Cody from TrailChasers.net, and this is a new grand adventure. This episode is going to be about a recap of the Tierra del Sol Desert Safari um, off-road run that we did in early March of 2016. Uh, Myself and a couple friends went out there. We met up with some really good people while we were there. But more importantly, I want to talk about the Grand Cherokee and some issues that I had. So I was able to to drive the Cherokee, the the WJ home without any issues, but uh, I did sustain some carnage while I was out there. Uh, first, I severed a brake line. Now, this is the second time that I've done this. Um, after the first time, I thought I had the brake lines routed correctly, but uh, apparently I was not smart enough and I didn't do it right. And with the Iron Rock Off-Road Lift Kit that's on my Jeep, there's a Y control arm on the driver's side. So um, I had to reorder a new set of stainless steel lines and install those flush the system again. And this time I think I've got it installed so that it won't ever happen again. The second issue I had was there is a bushing on the top of the front differential where your upper control arm connects to. And somehow I blew out that bushing completely. Uh, to be honest, it's, you know, the, the thing has two, 180 some thousand or 170,000 miles on it. It's probably time. Um, I should have replaced that bushing when I did the install of the Iron Rock lift kit, but I didn't. So I had to order a new one. It was only about $12 on Amazon. Um, but it took a while to get, get that old bushing out and the new one back in. Uh, the third thing I had was I lost a bolt somehow on my rear sway arm. Don't know. So I had to, we had to find a temporary bolt to put it in and get me home. And the last thing, the big one was on the way home, I had a wicked vibration underneath the WJ, which I've never had before. That thing usually runs really smooth. And after doing some investigation, what I found was I think it's a combination of the transmission mount being old and saggy. And I hit a couple hard obstacles with the skid plate underneath and I pushed that skid plate up a little bit. So the transmission was physically resting on the skid plate and causing that vibration. So I had to get a new transmission mount, um, which if you're doing this for some reason, 
make sure you look at the transmission mount first before you go to the parts store. Because twice I had the parts store trying to sell me a transmission mount that didn't match the one that was on the vehicle. I ended up finding the transmission mount on Amazon for $60 and all the local parts stores wanted $90 for it. Uh, fairly easy to do by myself with uh, the help of a couple jacks and it went well. But the, uh, the moral of the story here is that if you're putting on extended lines, make sure you route them correctly. If you are uh, doing an install on your suspension and a new lift kit, spend the extra $12, change out the existing factory bushings. I probably wouldn't have had that problem had I done that. The third thing is eh, you really don't need that rear sway arm. I just took it off. I took the rear sway bar out completely and honestly, I haven't noticed a difference in the ride. I'm not suggesting that you do that. Don't call me when you flip it. But uh, that that's what I did. And uh, lastly, with 170,000 miles on your vehicle, you might want to start looking at your motor and transmission mounts. I fortunately got new motor mounts when they rebuilt the engine after I blew it up, which sucked. But they never touched the transmission mount. With the new transmission mount... Uh, it is a, is a very, you can feel it. You can feel how smooth it is. So the WJ's back up and running. I still need to put a steering stabilizer on it because I bashed that one of the last times I was out. <laughs> but I am looking forward to, uh, to breaking something else new. Damn it. I shouldn't have said that. All right. Oh, with that first- said, that's the end of it. Um, please go to trailchasers.net for all of our info. And we've got a new video up that I'd like you guys to check out from, from this, uh, adventure. Uh, it's the Tierra del Sol trip. We put a new video out on YouTube and on the website. Check out uh, our latest podcast. For those of you that haven't heard, we started a podcast where I'm talking to people in the social media community and learning more about their stories. So thanks, guys, for all of your support. Thanks to the Jeep Talk Show for letting me rant on for a while. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys soon. Take it easy. Yeah, we haven't had any uh, any requests for time off to HR, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, no, seriously, head over to trailchasers.net. Some awesome pictures over there. The videos are great as well. And uh, I was hoping to hear something about this Tierra del Sol 2016. Uh, th- that was an event that we had reported on and talked about on uh, on Wheeling Wear um, several several weeks back. And uh, I was hoping to hear something about this. So uh, thank you, Cody, for uh, for chiming in with that. And uh, sorry to hear about the carnage, man. Uh, it happens. It definitely happens. And I can't believe you're still running those rear sway bars. But, I know. Uh, but I was surprised at that, too. Mine didn't even come with a, a rear sway bar. No, I took mine off uh, rather quickly. I, I was told, I think that it was, uh, since I had the upcountry package, it was either that or the towing package. It was the reason why I didn't have one. But from the factory, it, it didn't have What's one. What's an upcountry package? Uh, it's like a one-inch factory lift. Um, uh, better, stiffer springs and, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. There was a couple of, uh, oh, uh, block heater, uh, heated mirrors, um, everything you need for South Texas. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing it didn't have, uh, was the, uh, the sun or moon roof. And I, I can't remember is yours factory, Josh, or is it aftermarket? Uh, Jeep did not make a Jeep Cherokee, uh, in an 84 to 2001 range, uh, that came with a sunroof from the factory. That was a dealership only option. Ah, uh, okay. They had one, uh, and uh, as I've mentioned before, they had one in the Tom Hanks movie. He drew, drove a blue, uh, Cherokee XJ and it had a sunroof and it was like brand spanking new. And I thought to myself when I saw that movie, Hey, there's an XJ and 
hey, wait a minute. Why didn't mine come with a sunroof? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the main reasons why I bought the one that I bought. It was because of the sunroof. Uh, and, and for you movie buffs, that was uh, Castaway. If you haven't seen Castaway, you've been hiding under a rock, literally. Well, something you could probably bash against a rock and still be okay would be LT Wright Knives. They are handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland specific. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee and a design from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Each piece is constructed with survival in mind, folks. Knives with a proven international pedigree been there and back. Bushcraft, hunting, camping, overland, and even everyday carry models are all available. Or their Bushcraft HC is an excellent example of an everyman knife, able to do everything from help get the campfire started to skinning game. Being made from 332 1075 steel with a convex edge, it will resharpen easily in the field. They're heirloom quality pieces and they will outlast your adventure. So plan well, drive safely, and carry an LTWK. Find out more online at ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T knives.com. I bet you they get uh, have a lot of fun with saying this is the right knife. But anyway, I digress. Hey, let's talk about uh, what's happening on WranglerTalk.com. Uh, Jeep Freak 76 uh, posted in uh, the thread, What Did You Do to Your Jeep Today? He simply says, finished engine install on my mom's YJ. Oh, mom's oh, going to be happy be about fun. that. It's There's a nice picture there, too, of a, a lovely 4.0 uh, mm-hmm. sitting quite happily in that uh, that Jeep uh, YJ. So what you should do, if you're not already a member, go over there to wranglertalk.com, sign up, and it's free for a limited time. No, it's always free. And <laughs> there's, no, there's no bashing. You'll find Tammy over there. Josh, I don't know if you have an account over there or not. Um, certainly anybody's welcome, whether you have a, a Wrangler or not. I mean, uh, maybe you have a CJ. You'd like to come over there and... Uh, uh, chime in with the Wrangler crowd. It's uh, I think it's basically the same Jeep. I know I just said something horrible. Uh, the, the CJ owners are going, what the hell are you talking about? But anyway, uh, what did you do to your Jeep today? Go over to wranglertalk.com and let us know. That's wranglertalk.com. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. because I, I It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! So last week on episode 222, I told you guys a trick way to brighten up the underhood of your Jeep, or any vehicle for that matter, using underhood pins and LED lights. But after the show aired, we got I got a message about someone wanting to know about a retractable underhood light, and if that was something the aftermarket offered for our Jeeps. Well, the short answer is no. Well, at least not really. <laughs> the good news is, is your local junkyard has an option that's even better. One of the things about these lights is that they're only as far away as your local junkyard. No high dollar stuff here, folks, and no waiting for shipping either. That's a win-win in my book. I'm not sure of the exact years, but these new underhood lights can be found, well, not new, they're different, can be found in late 80s and early mid-90s Chevy and GMC trucks and SUVs. Doing a little research, I found that you'll probably have better luck finding them in Suburbans over pickups and vans, though. It's mostly because the trucks of that era have been, or at least were at one time, work vehicles, may have started life as a stripped-down base model, not coming with some of the more fancy options like retractable underhood lights. These lights are durable. They have a retractable cord and its own on-off switch. All of that makes this underhood light a great replacement for the light that is or was under the hood of your Jeep, that is, if your Jeep even came with one. This light has a 15-foot cord on it, which means you can get it to the back of your Jeep, over to your buddy's Jeep, or wherever. The cord retracts with a hand crank, so you'll never have to worry about that spring dying and the light not retracting. 
Just don't let the cord near hot things like, you know, exhaust manifolds and that sort of stuff. The long cord also makes it really handy to work under the Jeep at night. The manual on-off switch is really nice because you'll never drain your battery with the hood when the hood is down. Unlike uh, those Mercury or those little ball switches, which you could park on a hill, can, well, mm. drain your battery. You can also see the hand crank really easy to retract the light. Also a plus. Oh, if you uh, do find one in a junkyard, do yourself a favor and take the connector and some of the GM wiring, too. While I've seen different color wires, the black in factory GM wiring is almost always ground. Then you solder out the crimp or you solder or crimp the GM wires to the Jeep wires. And of course, a little heat shrink tubing never hurts either. And that's it. Another easy option for adding better underhood lighting to your Jeep. And uh, I've seen some of these things on eBay for as low as 20 bucks and as much as 30. Uh, of course, your junkyard, you probably get it for even half that. So, hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you'd like to be answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Just shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with a subject line, Tech Talk. Cool stuff, Josh. Yeah. Well, let's get over to Tammy and her uh, Jeep product review. Tammy, what you got? Well, um, I know you bought some of these, Tony. You bought the, the seat back moly mm-hmm. and some moly bags. And I moly bought moly. the moly panel for my tailgate, which I haven't had a chance to hook up yet. But I also bought some molly. They're molly. Molly bags. I like moly. Yeah, I know. Holy um, moly. Apparently, molly is a comes from... It's all military grade stuff. But anyway, I bought four Molly Molly bags, one from Justice Off-Road and three from Blue Ridge Overland Gear. Um, the Justice Off-Road was um, a suggestion from a friend and the Blue Ridge Overland Gear, Dan um, by the, at the 4x4 po- um, podcast suggested mm-hmm. those. So I thought, you know, I'm going to try out the two different bags to see which I like better, and all I can say is, wow, I am so impressed. The first three from the Blue Ridge Overland gear, I bought a small molly bag made of 500D nylon cordura, and it closes with a hook and a loop Velcro. It's brass powder coated, mill spec snaps. Um, It's molly pals compatible. It's seven inches by three by five, and it's made in the USA. And I'm using my bag for my tire deflators, my digital pressure gauge, and my Torx Jeep screwdriver. Um, and then the next two I got, so that bag I can weave right into my panel. And then the next two pouches I got was a medium hook pouch and a small hook pouch. Um, well, the medium is four inches by eight inches by one, and the small is four by six by one. And they both have Velcro on the backs and zippers in the front. And these are designed to use within the the Molly bags. And so I'm using mine with my emergency first aid kit. The smaller one has my bandages and the Neosporin, so I don't have to go digging around in a huge first aid kit for a Band-Aid. And, you know, as a mom, that's an important necessity. And then the medium bag has my compass, whistle, knife, and some other emergency pieces. So you can just grab and go. And these small and medium pouches fit great with my Justice Off-Road Molly Utility Pouch, the bigger, it's the Condor one. And this Molly pouch is great to store um, all my other first aid um, gear. Um, and it's a great addition to the Molly tailgate panel system. It's Molly compatible. It has the front Molly loops. It's six by two. In the back, Molly loops, six by one, and plus four attachment straps. 
And what I did is I took the the ones with the Velcro and I put them within um, the Condor bag. And it's just an awesome setup where you can just attach and add to. Now, I know I still haven't attached the Molly tailgate panel system, but that's because I don't have this special drill to drill into um, my tailgate. And I'm hoping to do that within the next couple of weeks. And actually where I work at now at this elevator company, they have all sorts of tools. So hopefully one of the guys there will get me, um, I forget the name of the, the drill I need. Um, anyway, so I can do that this weekend, hopefully, but I don't know because now we're supposed to get snow. Hmm. Um, so anyway, I can't wait to, I filled all my bags and I love them. They're awesome. And now the next step is to attach them to my tailgate. Um, I think they're super durable and sturdy and I'm actually going to be ordering some more. So uh, cool. I don't know if any of the bags that you got uh, are just Velcro backed or not. Well, yes, the are two they? smaller ones. Okay. Yes, because uh, uh, I was looking at uh, Blue Ridge Overland Gear where yep. I uh, got the the backing of or, or the I guess the base that all the Molly bags connect to, and uh, I was looking at the the other things that they had, and one of the ones that uh, I one of the things that they had that I was interested in was the headrest panel. It not only covers the front of the headrest, it covers the back. So it keeps all your greasy, uh, purple stained hair off your, <laughs> off your seat. And also too, with that Velcro backing, you can stick things on there, like maybe a flashlight. Uh, and actually yep. in his video, I believe he uses a, 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 a flashlight as an example, but you can put that over on the passenger side and just reach over there and grab that. Grab uh, and That's also, what I like about yeah, it. And also too, you don't want to do a traditional molly you know with the 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 nylon straps and and uh snaps for a, a medical bag because you're going to be sitting there trying to unsnap that thing before you can remove right. it right. so think about that if you're oh, if yeah, you're building a, a medical pack make it a velcro so that you Grab can just rip it off and yeah. and go take care of uh, whatever needs to be taken care of that is true so yeah really cool things uh that you can buy and do for your jeep and People are going to look at mine and go, uh, but you never go anywhere. You're all set up to go. That's kind of the point. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking you're getting snow here recent, uh, coming up, uh, Tammy. I don't know how much it is, but it's great that you've got that lift and tires, so you'll be able to, to travel through that. Yeah. Snow in you're April. Have it Damn global warming. You're going you're gonna to make me cry again. <laughs> oh, I want my lift now. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I still say uh, Yosemite could have blown during that uh, seven years that uh, Josh had his. (laughs) Yosemite. (laughs) (laughs) The seven years that Josh had his uh, his Cherokee down. So it's but it seven years seven months. I'm sorry, I'm jumping I'm jumping segments here. Have you driven it yet, Josh? Have you actually (laughs) taken it out? Everybody's been asking me that. Like guys at work, guys in the chat room, you're bugging me. (laughs) Ah, I tell you what. Okay, I'll leave it alone. I'll find out later. All right, well, good stuff, Tammy. Did I did I blow your whole thing out of the water, or did you did no. you get done? All right. So, uh, oh, good. Look, it's campfire side chat, so we can talk about Josh's uh, <laughs> driving his Jeep. <laughs> All righty, here we go. It's starting to get warm. It's uh, I don't know. Tammy's getting snow. Uh, this He's is, getting snow. We've hit our first 80-degree uh, day of the year so far. 84 uh, today. Yeah, it's it was mighty warm today. Uh, we got up into the mid-80s here in the Portland metro area, and uh, and it was nice. Certainly very nice. 
And uh, just really, really glad we're having this like early little taste of summer and stuff. It is, it is certainly nice, especially after the winter that we had. Oh, you know, speaking of uh, the area that you're in, uh, I was listening to one of the uh, IR, I'm getting this wrong, John's going to chastise me, IRLP repeaters here mm-hmm. in the Houston area. And there was a guy on a handy talkie in Beaverton, Oregon. Yeah, that's right. I, I pass through there on my way to work every day. Yep. And uh, I, uh, I thought about uh, sending you a message and say, Josh, get on. There's a guy in Beaverton. <laughs> Josh, 70 centimeter like, or, uh, or two meter. Do you remember? You, oh, it doesn't. You, you just never know because it's an yeah. internet link and uh, it links a bunch of different repeaters all over the world together. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, ham radio. Uh, you, uh, and I think if you go to the win system, uh, .com or .net, just look for the win system, repeater system. I believe you can actually go on the internet and listen to that repeater system. And, uh, literally, uh, there are places, uh, there are amateur radio operators in Australia, uh, throughout, uh, uh the United States, uh, up to Alaska. Dan heard me talking one day while he was, uh, sitting, eating his, uh, lunch, uh, they're in uh, Fairbanks. Fairbanks? I think he's in Fairbanks. Uh, so this this repeater system uh, through internet link goes all over the place. It's a lot of fun to listen to because you hear uh, people from all over. And uh, you hear people uh, talking on $25 radios, uh, talking all over the world. So it's mm-hmm. uh, really, really handy. Anyway, let's see. What do I got to talk about? Well, I guess I can add on to what I was talking about uh, with the, uh, the Molly stuff that I got. I'm so glad Tammy butchered that because now I can say it correctly. Uh, I like Moly though. I just, uh, Mole. Yeah. Mole. Uh, like Tarjay. Tarjay. Anyway, uh, so uh, I did, uh, I'd been wanting to get this for a while, and I think it was actually Tammy reaching out uh, to uh, the owner of uh, Blue, Blue Ridge. I'm going to get this wrong. It's really long. Blue Ridge Overland Gear.com uh, about a potential uh, interview. And uh, Dan had uh, over the, the 4x4 radio, I'm sorry, the 4x4 podcast had reached out to him in the past and had an interview. And that's how I knew about him is through Dan. Dan spoke very highly of the construction. This stuff is built uh, in the United States. Uh, I think it's built in the guy's garage. Uh, If you look at the videos, you see this industrial sewing machine behind him where he's demonstrating how his stuff works. And uh, anyway, so I got the, uh, the, I forget what it's called now, but basically the the backing, the, the, the starter uh, that you need to actually uh, attach things to the back of your seat. Uh, just quickly scanning the thing here, see what it's called. Well, that makes sense. It's a seat back panel. And uh, I got, um, I measured my Cherokee uh, seat and I estimated that I, the 14 by 20 uh, would fit the best. And it does. Uh, it probably could be about an inch wider on both sides, but it's perfectly fine for the molly, uh, um, molly packs that I have on there. And, um, but you know, I haven't been able to find any flashlight holders or, uh, well, I guess that's mainly what I was looking for was a flashlight holder that was Velcro only that didn't have that, uh, Molly strap. And, uh, cause I really wanted to take my flashlight cause I, I, I keep a bunch of junk in my passenger side seat and it would be nice not to have to scrape all that stuff off and put it in the back or move it around if somebody else is riding with me and just have it all in you know, are moldyized, I guess you could say. So it's all stored in a nice little place. You don't have any projectiles if you roll your Jeep or come to a quick stop. And uh, I really like the idea of putting that, that flashlight on the, the headrest of the passenger side. And, uh, but I've, I've really had a hard time. You know, you can do a search for a uh, flashlight holder uh, Velcro 
And there's a lot of them out there because that's what they use to close the little flap down, but not the backing. And if you do a search for the backing Velcro or even tell it that it's a, a loop or hook, I can't remember which one it needs to be, it still comes up with those things. Uh, so I don't know, maybe one of you guys know of a, a flashlight holder that is that has a, a Velcro backing. Of course, my wife says, we can put Velcro on it. Uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. We have the technology. We want to buy stuff. Well, I'm thinking for five or six bucks, why do I, you know, if I can find Get one. Get a for, roll of this stuff and yeah, you know, epoxy it to the side or something. Well, you know, in, rivets, in, something. In, in a Jeep in the summertime down here, it's, that epoxy is going to be goo and the flashlight's going to be on the floor. It'd have to be sewn on. And uh, you need a fairly substantial sewing machine to, to to sew that stuff on, I believe, because of the nylon that you're sewing through. But anyway, like I told her, I said, if I can get one for five or six bucks, that's the way I want it. Why do I want to go all the work of making, uh, fixing right. it, you know? So anyway, that's what I've been doing. I've uh, I, I, Now, I went a different direction, uh, I think, the, than, than you did, Tammy. I uh, went over to Amazon. I had purchased some uh, Molly uh, pouches uh, prior because I was putting together a, a, a little a bug out uh, okay. pack yeah. and uh, so uh, I had already uh, seen some of those now those were uh, like the army the OD green but uh, for this one I, I chose all black because I like the idea of uh, people looking in the tinted windows and not being able to see anything right it, it makes it really hard to take pictures to show off to people on the internet <laughs> right it's like, but, it's like one big Black blob. <laughs> it really is, uh, but I got a little uh, a little uh, Molly uh, uh, pack or a little Molly uh, single strap for the the uh, radio, the little handy talkie. I've got a, a Molly pack for a uh, I guess it's a one liter um, water bottle. So it's empty, uh, and but I'll have a, I have a water bottle there that I can actually fill up with water. So. Uh, I do need to get something that has some medical supplies in it that I can rip off. And it does have a strip of Velcro at the top of the panel uh, that I can attach things to. I just don't have anything with Velcro, but only backing. Yeah, my, uh, this is my two smaller ones. So. Yeah. On Amazon. Right? Your, your audio has really dropped off, Tammy. I don't know if it's the position really? of the mic or, yeah, I'm, I think you're just back yeah. from the mic a little bit. Um, so anyway, that's what I got. Uh, yeah, that's what I got going on. Uh, so Josh, I see in the show notes, TikTok, TikTok is, are we running short on time or no, your we're, bi- uh, biological we're, we're clock running ticking? short on patience because my parts haven't arrived yet. Oh, uh, I am. I'm, I'm waiting on, uh, I got one part today while I was at work. I'm still waiting on my, uh, my air filter. Uh, and then I can go ahead and, and finish off the cowl intake. Now, why would you um, do will that to s- yourself? To have those things delivered at work, you're sitting there fondling these parts, wishing you could do stuff to them. I am too. I, I had I had that uh, I had another silicone elbow uh, sitting up on my elbow or on my uh, desk this uh, this afternoon, and just staring at it, you know, daydreaming. It's like, oh, as soon as I get this other part, I'll be able to do this with that, and I'll be able to do this, and yeah. So it's uh, it is it's a lot of TikTok, it's a lot of clock watching, and and every day checking uh checking the uh. Uh, the the codes, you know, the the shipping codes and stuff like that. Um, I, I I'm just a nervous wreck because I I'm at this point now where it's like, all right, come on now, we got to finish this up. Uh, I've got other projects that are that are anxiously aw- on the back burner, waiting to to get done. And and really, the Jeep is holding up a lot of stuff. So um, it's not that I can't you know pull this thing out of the garage and, and start working on something else. It's that I want to. I want to finish this one thing before I move on to something else. Sure. So, and getting and getting this aspect of the project done, this is sort of the cherry on the top. This is like this one last thing that I got to do, 
and then I can start doing some other stuff on the Jeep. And I've got these other parts that got to go on and all this other stuff as well, shocks and skid plates and, and other things. And, uh, and all that stuff will, will come in due time, but this has got to get done first. So, um, yeah, just waiting on that air filter, and then I can, uh, I can get to work. So I talked about uh, getting my underhood lights all dialed in last week. Um, that's all, all ready to go, and I uh, got some uh, split loom and stuff on those. Got that installation all done up nice and pretty. Um, finished up the installation of the second battery and the ECU re relocation bracket. Um, the last project that I have in regards to that is to finish the installation of the um, battery isolator. And uh, I've had some people ask me, well, why don't you just tie the two batteries together? Or, why don't you do this? Or, why don't you do that? And it's like, well, I, you know, this is the way that I've done it in the past um, when I've done larger installs on other people's vehicles and stuff. Uh, I've always done isolators in battery, in dual battery systems. It's just what I like to do. Everybody's got their own flavor. Uh, this is mine. So um, just uh, waiting on that and this air filter. And man, I, I, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I, I guess tying the batteries doesn't hold heart, really heart, uh, heart doesn't really hurt anything. Uh, you get mm -hmm. double the amperage. You put them in parallel, of course. You don't put them in series, right. folks. No, no, you'd end up frying everything <laughs> real quick. Yeah, uh, but uh, you just get more amperage. But I think the downside to that is is that when you get a bad battery, one will drain the other. Yep. And then you yeah, wind yeah, up with be a half. parasitic drain, essentially, and right. one battery can take out another. Yeah. Um, I'm using dual yellow top Optimus, uh, so the, the likelihood of that happening is is certainly less than, than using lead cell, uh, lead acid batteries, but... Uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, it, it's just something that I didn't want to do. Um, yeah, I like having that, the ability to turn the ignition off, let the lights go, let the stereo go, work on the winch, whatever I need to do without having the Jeep even running and not having to worry about my primary battery. So it, it's, it's a very, very attractive bonus um, uh, that for that kind of a system that I just I can't live without. So. And I don't think you need two batteries tied together uh, anyway unless you're going to be doing some welding from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's another another benefit to having a dual battery system is uh, you're just nothing but a pair of vice grips and a jumper <laughs> set of jumper cables yeah. away from uh, being able to weld on the trail. So um, another another option there. Well, you could always uh, uh, take some extra cables with you and uh, convert that to a, a parallel battery system. I don't know how far how far the batteries are. You got them on both sides of the vehicle, right? Right. They're yeah, the second battery side. is taking the place of the factory airbox. Right. Oh, uh, how confident are you about this uh, this filter fitting? Because I know you had a problem with the last one. I'm certainly a lot more confident, especially since I'm paying about three times as much as I did for the first filter. So uh, well. <laughs> it had better fit. Now, this one, uh, this one, I'm definitely going to have to be doing a little bit of sheet metal fabrication uh, with this one as well. Now, I did uh, a sort of rough draft, if you will, of the sheet metal work that I'm going to have to be doing. If you guys look at the old Thor cowl induction system, uh, they, you'll see a lot of pictures. You can do a, a Google image search for Thor cowl induction. Um, one of the first images you'll see is a white XJ um, engine compartment with, uh, with that system on it. And there's a thing on the back of the firewall uh, where the, the, the filter goes into the cowl through. And, and there's a sheet metal piece that kind of aids in, in spacing it out just a little bit for the, uh, for the throat of it. And, and I'm going to be having to fabricate that from scratch myself. Now, I've got a, a rough version um, I'll be doing some cardboard-aided design work um, uh, to, get my, uh, to get my templates, and it'll be just a matter of uh, cutting things out, welding it together, and, uh, and making it work. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I like that sort of stuff. I guess the fun thing is going to be making sure you're not sucking air in from around the, uh, the filter, uh, you know, bypassing the filter, basically. 
Oh yeah, well everything will be uh, will be tube clamped uh, really well. I've got a bunch oh, of clamps. Well, I do it. thought I had a couple in here with me, but I guess uh, my show and tell from last week, I've I've already taken everything out into the garage. But no, everything's got uh, really good band clamps um, on it, uh, or will have band clamps on it. So mm-hmm. I already have them. Um, it's just a matter of putting them on when I build the system. Well, looking forward to uh, you finishing that up because uh, I'll be uh, picking your brain because uh, I want to do the same thing. You know, straight over from my uh, uh, my uh, snorkel straight into the uh, the intake but hopefully i can find a uh, uh air filter that's not three times the the cost of a decent one yeah so tammy we know that you've been busy with uh, uh ordering Spending lifts lots and of money. yeah li- yeah you, you haven't <laughs> spent it yet have you i had to put a down payment yeah oh geez yeah, yeah that's I, I hate paying for something and not having something right now oh yeah that was a hard well that's not even it was like nothing um, yeah, no, pretty much just, you know, going out in my tree and back, picking money from my money tree. So I can pay for money <laughs> and stuff. Um, other than that, just being patient and waiting. I did, uh, though, um, I had to take my son to school. Oh, what was it? Wednesday. And the top was down. And he's like, Mom, put the top up. I'm like, Michael, it's not <laughs> that cold. There's a blanket. I'll turn the heat way up. He's like, no, it's that stupid purple um, spiderweb shade. He was mortified that it was purple. So we spent, you know, five extra minutes taking the, the purple shade down. So I did, I did take the purple spiderweb shade off for now. It's you know, I've been seeing more pictures of the, uh, the hammock, the, the shade that's a hammock. I mean, people yeah. laying up there. Uh, I think you could uh, uh, pull a muscle getting up the uh, <laughs> laying on top of that thing, though. Slipping and falling and breaking your neck. <laughs> I wonder if they have jeeps in heaven. They have to. That's why they call it heaven. So uh, on, on the Molly stuff, the Molly stuff. Did you? Uh, are you just doing one side? Or are you going to be doing both sides, both both seats? Or oh no, mine's going on the tailgate. Oh, I thought you had one on the back of your back of the one of the seats as well. No, you know, I was thinking about that. I mean, but my seats have a pouch, so no, I'm putting. I've got the panel that has um, four holes in the top and four holes on the mm-hmm. bottom, and I'll drill directly into my tailgate, and they have little rivets, um, right? That I'll put in that I'll secure it on. So I just need a, a, a what's it called a drop drill? I think. Uh, half inch. Uh, there's an impact drill. There's a. Yeah, I wrote it down, but now I don't. I don't have it. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, I was trying to think of that while ago. So yeah, I guess a, a medical pouch uh, with that headrest thing would be a good thing for you, since you're not going to have right, anything yes. there at, at arm's reach. You'd have to anything that you get off the the molly. You'd actually have to stop, get out, open the tailgate, and and get it from there. A step drill. A step drill. Oh, that's, that's a drill bit. A, a drill bit. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Well, you can just use the right size drill bit, and you don't need a step a step bit. But those things are really nice. I, I finally bought one, and uh, they do go through the metal uh, pretty nice. All righty. Well, that's great. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap that up and get over to uh, wrap this up and get over there to uh, Wheeling Wear. Josh, take her away. Well, Wheeling Wear is where we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. How about the Morris 4x4 Center's 25th anniversary Jeep event? A lot of anniversaries going on this year. This is great. April 16th is when it's all going down at the actual Morris 4x4 Center at 2031 Southwest 2nd Street, Pomano Beach, Florida. 
For more information, just go to morris4x4center.com. Look for 25th anniversary uh, event there. Tons of vendors are going to be there offering event-exclusive deals. There's going to be music, food, drinks, show and shine contest, and over. Check this out. $16,800 in prizes. That is wow. a huge giveaway. Event proceeds to benefit four kids of South, South Florida who are committed to providing a home for every child in crisis. It's a great cause and South Florida's largest Jeep event. Don't miss it, guys. Also, in Florida, the Mid-Florida Jeep Club presents the 13th annual Jeep Beach. Now, we've talked about this for a few weeks, guys. The April 19th through the 24th, Daytona Beach, Florida. Big Jeep run, guys. There's going to be literally thousands and thousands and thousands of Jeeps there taking over the Jeep, or over the beach, rather. Uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, guys, April 19th through the 24th. Huge event. Don't miss out on this on that one. And Generite uh, happening, having events all over the all over the nation, multiple locations nationwide, uh, doing their Genrite 4x4 night. Yeah, for more information, go to Genrite.com. They got uh, a runs and events section that you'll definitely want to be checking out. Don't forget, Jeep Junkies, wherever you guys are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly, stay on designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Jeepers, we know you guys are making purchases all the time. We see it in our Amazon You Bought What each and every month. So the next time you guys order something for your Jeep, make sure you ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. And if you're buying a product or a service from that vendor because of a review or a discussion you heard here on the show, let them know. And if they haven't heard about us already, be sure and tell them about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Who knows? That even lead to some future exclusive Jeep Talk Show discount codes. In the meantime, guys, if you're shopping for Jeep parts, make sure you head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Great way for you guys to help support the show. A little bit of each and every purchase goes to help supporting the show. Not going to cost you an extra dime. So remember, when you're doing online shopping, head to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon before you do anything else. Boy, we love hearing from you guys uh, over there at the uh, the Twitter, the Facebook. Uh, you know, I hear a lot more from Twitter. I guess I enjoy Twitter more, but uh, we're at Jeep Talk Show. And uh, love hearing from you guys. We try to reach out. We uh, throw a few pictures up of uh, fancy-looking little Jeeps and uh, funny things that we run across uh, there. Uh, Tammy helps me out with that stuff uh, uh, as well. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, this Facebook Facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. We're on the Google Plus. Uh, just look for Jeep Talk Show. Uh, oh, and uh, when you do go to Amazon, before actually before you go to Amazon, go to JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. And then anything you purchase, we'll get a, a couple of cents for every purchase that you make, depending on what it is and you know how much it costs. I still say if you can buy a 747 jet, make sure, please, for the love of God, go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first. <laughs> the show would be over, but you'd be having... We will, we'll be doing the show from Jamaica. Yeah, we'd be doing it from, <laughs> from a plane. <laughs> Yeah, so we really, uh, I want to take a quick moment here and just thank everybody for listening to the show, taking the time to download the show and telling your friends. We really appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, we don't often, uh, we don't mention it often enough. Thank you very much for being a listener and also too, if you're a loyal listener. Anyway, you guys have a great Jeep week. Good night. See you, See you guys. <laughs>
Hey Jeepers, on this week's Jeep Talk Show, Jeep is celebrating a big birthday and Moab is getting some financial help to help keep trails open. And later on Wrangler Talk, I share some big news. From stock to wheeler, our virtual Jeep build gets some...